If you're ordering some excellent natural wine from drnks.com this year, supporter of this podcast, then you better know that these legends are gift-wrapping bottles and writing personalised notes. And it's free. You just have to remember to add it in the delivery instructions and it'll be made all pretty for your special someone. And just for the record, I would be very happy to receive natural wine for Christmas. Yeah, me too. (laughs) We're also super excited to give away a $100 voucher to drnks.com this week over on our Instagram. Don't be a loser. Follow us. Stay tuned for the rules. Loser. That's such like a mean word. (laughs) But anyway, tell your friends. (laughs) And as always, visit drnks.com and enter highly enthused at checkout for 10% off your order. Love you drinks. Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming. Whoa, it's a season finale. I know. <laughs> How did this happen once again? Wild ride. Wild ride. It's almost the end of the decade. Oh, Jesus Christ. It really is. I keep forgetting that. I remember being a kid and realizing I was going to live through the 20s. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, and now it's happening. And it's really not as exciting. Got your flapper dress out? <laughs> Jesus, no. Um, it's not as exciting as I thought. Um, We're not even there yet. How do you know? Just Are you excited? Yes. Okay, good. That's great. You're a way more optimistic person than I am. <laughs> I don't have high hopes. <laughs> I feel like we've peaked. Other than that, how are you feeling about the end of the year? How, how is Silly Season treating you, Sophie? Because I'm... In a rough spot. Being pretty silly. Been a little bit too silly this last week. But, you know, two weeks till holidays and I'm ready. I'm so ready. So I ready. had a holiday and I'm so ready for another holiday. You've had great holidays this year. I know. <laughs> I can confidently say I earned them. <laughs> As we zoom into this new decade, do you have any resolutions? Um. Well, I, I don't always set resolutions. Last year, my resolution was like, survive. Um, Nailed it. I mean, so far. There's there's three weeks to go. Who knows? Might stumble at the last hurdle. Um, And my other resolution was to ride on a roller coaster because I really love them and I haven't been on one since I was 16. Why deny myself the things that I love? And I ticked it off on the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, that really rickety one? Yeah, with like eight (laughs) weeks to go. Oh, no, it wasn't that rickety. It was just very silly and small and like $10. That's awesome. It was, you know, I saw it and I was like, hang on a second, I had a resolution. And so I did it. So that was fun. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Interviews are always a bit, I've got so many weird anniversaries tied up with the end of the year. So it's been a bit strange. Like obviously anniversary of Al's death was end of November and then his birthday's Boxing Day. So it's like right after Christmas. And then there's New Year's. It's like a whole bunch of fucking feelings crammed in to a one month period. But I had like a few moments last weekend when I was at various events and I sort of was running into all these people that I knew and was introducing one of my friends to everyone and I suddenly realized that this time last year, I didn't really know any of those people. And I'm just taking a moment to be proud of myself because it wasn't a given that I would do that this year, that I would not just like survive, but I would manage to thrive. <laughs> Is that the one you're looking for? We're not going to go all the way to thrive. That might be a 2020 goal, but I don't know, like manage to make my world bigger. Like have a new job, started a podcast, got tattoos, made new friends, 
probably drank too much wine, but let's blame the sponsor of our podcast <laughs> for that one. So yeah, so I'm proud of that. Just been a nice little moment of reflection. Traveled a lot. But next year, there's like a couple of things that are actual goals that I'm planning, but it's still too scary to mention on a podcast listened to by a thousand people. Also, that's really crazy. But I have one smaller goal, which is to have people over more. Yes. Yes. Basically, I'm just trying to be Alison Roman in 2020. <laughs> and always. Um, so I have, I'm throwing a standing room only party wherein I've invited 40 people to my 50 square meter apartment in January. So Excellent news. It's going to be snacks. And no personal space at all. And I don't think I can fit everyone in. No one wants personal space at a party. That's my theory. This is my theory. We're going to have to use the bathroom as a social space because there will not be any space otherwise. People want to rub up against other people, in fact. (laughs) Great. So, guys, (laughs) I'd invite you to my standing room only party, but there's there's not enough space for the people I've already invited. What about you? What are your resolutions? Well, my resolution last year was to read more books because I read three books last year. Yep. And this year I had a competition with myself, which I figured out is the Aries way to do things. (laughs) Um, You are a goal-oriented person. (laughs) Thanks to Goodreads, the best app going. And I set a goal of 12, I think, once one a month. And I read 20. That's amazing. I'm so proud. It's not even the end of the year. I'm genuinely very proud of you. I I know. You have been a big driver in me reading more books. Great. I love to inspire a book read. So has my awesome book swap group. And there are just some really good books out lately. Yeah. I think. But I think Goodreads is the key. Also, one, the competition with yourself. But also it just keeps you finding out about new books. Yes. Because otherwise, if you're not super engaged with it, how would you find out about new books that we're reading. Like, Instagram's quite good for it, but I just think it's another avenue. Yeah, and I think we were talking about this off the air. <laughs> so funny. About books being treats. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, like, I, I'm going to buy myself a treat, which is a book, and yeah. I think that is a wholesome treat. <laughs> the and most wholesome treat. I'm taking that wholesomeness into 2020. Fantastic. Uh, another goal is I think I'm just going to try and really take my mental health more seriously. That's a great goal. Yeah. Also a big supporter of that. We're lucky enough to, in Australia to have the 10 mental health sessions that we have access to via Medicare. And honestly, I've just been a bit scared of doing it and I'm going to do it. It's really intimidating. It's just like, and it's also hard. Like you have to find the person that's right for you. I've seen like three therapists over the years. And I think my most recent one is the one that I like actually click with. And I'm like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. It's hard. It's just really good to have someone that like isn't related to you and doesn't have their own agenda that you can just rant at. Yeah. Well, they're getting paid to be ranted at. So look forward to that future therapist. (laughs) Anyway, we'd love to hear about your resolutions. I'm going to put a question up on our Instagram at highly enthused and you can shower us with your goals i really recommend dumb ones because yeah saying achievable I did, ones i did my new year's resolution because i rode a fucking roller coaster like it's so dumb but so satisfying yeah so satisfying so yeah. let us know 
team. And in place of listener recommendations, we have a couple of slot-ins because it is a time of the year and we do talk a lot about buying and doing and... Places you can spend your money. Yeah, exactly. So we thought this time of year is actually a better idea to talk about some other ways we'd like to uh, support some worthy causes. I don't know, for our Australian listeners, I am pretty confident you would all be across the pretty horrific and terrifying fires that are happening in New South Wales at the moment. If you are not an Australian listener, um, if you're from overseas, you might still have heard about it because they're insane. I think something like 2.2 million hectares of bushland have burnt so far and summer has only just started. What we want to recommend is actually considering donating to the Rural Fire Service. It is an entirely volunteer-run service. They are literally the people out there right now taking leave from their work and putting their life and bodies on the line and working themselves into the ground to protect people's houses and to protect the bush. And they do it on the smell of an oily rag because our government hasn't really funded them enough, but you can donate to them. Um, And to climate change charities more generally, I would highly recommend that. And while you're at it, may I recommend writing an angry email to the politician of your choice, whether it is the prime minister, member of the Labour Party, the state premier, your local representative. I just think double it up, make a donation, make it in Scott Morrison's name, write him an angry email. It just (laughs) really, really helps to sort of quell some of that anxiety. Going to turn the anxiety into something positive. Yeah, definitely. We'll include links to some of those charities and places that we recommend if you've got a few extra dollars or if you've got an office Kris Kringle and you want to do something in someone's name or whatever. It's just a really good place to send your dollars at this time of year. Speaking of Kris Kringle, there is a really incredible Instagram account and website called Buy From The Bush. Oh, yes, you sent this one to me. Yes, so it's all about supporting families and businesses in regional Australia that are severely suffering from the drought. There's a lot of shopping going on this year. You're buying things anyway. You're buying Kris Kringle. You're buying presents for family and friends. You may as well buy from a small business who really needs your help in regional Australia. What Buy From The Bush does is just highlights all these awesome products that you can buy. Mm. And the people behind these businesses who and the families who really are struggling, the drought is real and terrifying and really intense. So if you're buying things this year, which I know you all are, head to Buy From The Bush and have a browse. Yeah. So there's our recommendations. Go spend your money in ways that make you feel slightly better about the world. (laughs) Speaking of feeling good, what are you eating this week, Sarah? I actually had to check we hadn't already talked about this on the podcast because it seems like the sort of thing, I know you love these noodles. That's a good sign. I know. I was like, obviously we would have talked about it. But somehow we have gone two whole seasons and never mentioned them before. So I'm talking to you today about Bang Bang noodles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you've been to the one in Bowie. I've definitely seen it on your Instagram account. So good. They're so good. So, so large, these so noodles. So large. Well... <laughs> Apparently, I was like, okay, I need to understand where the name came from. And there's alternate theories. The first theory is it comes from the sound that these noodles make when they're being made. Mm. They like whip them against the counter and stretch them out. And that's one of the theories. The other theory is that it comes from the description for a belt because they're so wide and long. (laughs) And this is, I will say right now as a caveat, maybe don't go on an early date to eat these noodles because there is no graceful way. They're like, I'm pretty good with chopsticks, but they will slip out of your chopstick when you've got the chopsticks like most of the way to your mouth. So I should tell you what they are. 
They are a type of noodle that is from the Shaanxi province, which is in the northwest of China. As we said, they're very wide, flat, chewy noodles doused in garlic, salt, vinegar, and chili. And the vinegar is key. Like, it's just so pungent and delicious. I realized last week, I've been to the one in Chinatown before, but I realized last week there's actually one on Broadway in Ultimo that's walking distance from my work. Mm. Perfect lunchtime dish. They do ones with, like, braised pork. Um, and I think I've had lamb. that one. It's, like, bolognese almost. Yes. The one with braised pork, I've literally said that this dish is, like, satisfying in the same way that a bolognese is. It's, like, Chinese spaghetti bolognese. Mm. Um, but I even just love the vegetarian ones. They're so simple and satisfying. There's a little snacks you can get on the side, but honestly, if you just, like, want some carbohydrates and a punch in the face with chili, this will get you through. Like, it would be very satisfying on a cold day, but it works surprisingly well in a heat wave. And they cost, like, $11. It's, like, $10 which for a Sydney lunch is pretty good. Yum. So that is the Bang Bang Noodles. There's one in Burwood, one in Chinatown, this one on Broadway. I think there's also one in Chatswood and maybe one in Parramatta. It's all the same brand. Yeah, it's like Xi'an Bang Bang Noodles. Oh. (laughs) They just spread really quickly this year, like all over the city, just popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Seek them out. Yum. I gotta get back there. Delicious. What have you been eating this week? Well, tis the season of long lunches and I had a very lovely one on the weekend at Sean's Panorama and a lot of people were like, Sophie, it's Panorama? And I'm like, no, actually... It's not. It's Panorama. Every time you say it, I go to correct you, and then I'm like, no, she's right. I'm wrong. It just sounds so wrong. Look at the website. It's Panorama. Look at the sign out front. <laughs> yes. Incredible Sydney restaurant that I spoke about in our Guide to Sydney episode, which if you haven't listened to yet, and you've got friends visiting over the holidays, definitely go and revisit. But it is a thong's throw from the sand of North Bondi, right opposite the North Bondi Surf Club which is just glorious to be that close to the sand. And there's not that, there's actually not that many places in Sydney where you can have a meal of that quality that close to the ocean. It's like, it's not like Italy where every second restaurant's amazing. It's such a gorgeous restaurant. The interior there is so beautiful. There's all these tiny little artworks everywhere. There's a giant mosaic whale on the roof made out of shells it shouldn't work but it works it's somehow the most tasteful room yeah (laughs) these fat fluffy peonies on the tables and it's byo yeah which is a really hot tip you've got to pay 25 dollars a bottle corkage but it's still pretty cheap still way cheaper than the wine list (laughs) exactly especially if you're getting 10 percent off through drinks. So I rocked up with a really big box of wine. I think, <laughs> Were they expecting that? Well, I think I, I called them and was like, yeah, what's your BYO policy? And they're like, look, if you have a really special bottle that you want to bring in, I was like, cool, have six. Here they are. <laughs> Great. <You didn't- laughs> one is a Magnum of Pashrash. So. Still 25 bucks, right? <laughs> one of the best things that we ate, and we ate a lot of delicious things, was this tart. It was cherry and blood plum Yum. tart. God, I love cherries. I forgot it was cherry season. Yes. With this sweet shortcrust pastry that had fennel seeds sprinkled oh, on top. I love fennel seeds. I've definitely had it in shortbread before mm. and it was really good. It was a game changer. I'm definitely going to try and make this over the summer. It had like a lattice crust and just the bubbling red fruit. I took the last spoonful because I'm like, fuck this Australian habit of not taking the last spoonful. And my friend was like, did you just eat the last of the pie? And I was like, yes, yes it is a dog eat dog world out there. And that pie was delicious and no one was going to eat it. If you wanted it, you should have got it. Yeah. <laughs> Be bold. Take what you want. Ask for what you need. <laughs> really fun logicist I am these days. 
I think it's I think it's fair. I also think there is nothing worse than them coming and taking and then someone going, Oh no, I'll, I'll take it. Like well, you should have just done it. You should have done it. You should have done it. Do it when you go to Sean's Panorama and there's one it's like bit a of pie. Invested recommendation. Take the last piece of pie. <laughs> yes. Always. You know, this big dollop of cream. Oh, so good. Yeah, okay. Read, watch, listen. When... Okay, so my recommendation this week, I don't know if I can call it a recommendation. Really? Yeah, no, and that I'm telling you to watch it, but I can't say that it was a positive experience <laughs> watching this. Um, it's Years and Years. It is a BBC show, but it's on SBS Playback. Let me just say, this is the series of messages I sent to my friend when I started watching it. 9.10, this is stressing me out. Ha 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 ha. 9.23, this show is going to kill me. 9.27, switch into caps locks. This fucking show! 9.27 again? Holy shit! That is just one in the series of messages I sent to her because she like said I had to watch it. So it is set in the UK, in Manchester and London, mostly around Manchester. People would describe it as saying it stars Emma Thompson, and it does. She's a pivotal central character. She kind of stars as this sort of Trumpian political figure. But it really focuses on this one extended family of this great-grandmother figure who's sort of in her 90s and then four grandchildren and their families. So the first episode starts at the very beginning in 2019, but then jumps really quickly five years later in 2024 and you get kind of two episodes in 2024 and then it jumps again five years and then does the same thing and jumps again five years so it shows you this like 15 year span in the life of this family and it is like watching all my worst anxiety dreams oh no realized people have compared it to black mirror i find black mirror a little bit I mean, some of them are really terrifying, but it's so hit and miss. Those kind of anthology shows, some will really resonate and be really terrifying. Some won't be. Funnily enough, one of the characters in Years and Years is the guy who played the Prime Minister in the oh, very first episode the one with of the Black pig. Mirror. The one with the pig. I think because it's tied to a narrative and a continuous narrative and all those sorts of same ideas about technology and politics and, like, the rise of fascism and social media and all these things, but they're tied around this family and you watch how they get kind of impacted and corrupted and changed and challenged by all these things and they're just so normal and there's just so many lines like these throwaway lines like they've all gathered for this one year for a birthday sort of feast for the the great-grandmother character and there's just this aside where she like puts her arm around her great-granddaughter and goes oh honey I was looking for chocolate but you just can't find it anywhere these days and they're just it's just so normal and they just keep walking this is why I say I don't know if I can call it a recommendation but it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on television awesome it's one of those shows as soon as you watch it I like tweeted for the first time in six months like has anyone watched this show I need to talk about this show I talked to my mum about it I sent like a message to the group thread and got them all to watch it I was like I need everyone to watch this so I can talk to someone about it and then I remembered I have a podcast so I can talk to everyone about it so please if you have watched it talk to me about it I need to just get this off my chest is it just one season yeah it's just six episodes okay they're long they're like 50 minutes so it's a commitment I couldn't watch it all in one go I had to watch it in bits oh I'm gonna when I finish the crown watch that it's like the opposite of the crown the crown (laughs) is like kind of soothing and slow moving this is literally like having a gram of cocaine, running a marathon, and then drinking 10 <laughs> coffees and reading a lot of news. Oh, sounds terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. Anyway, so yeah, that's a recommendation, I think. Everyone watch it. Tell me how many nightmares you have because of it. Will you survive? We don't know. Yeah, okay. Good luck. That's all I can say. Good <laughs> luck. Amazing. Okay, what's yours? 
I watched Jenny Slate's one woman stand up show, Stage Fright. Oh, this is much more soothing here. Let's talk about this. This is so good. I just love Jenny Slate. She's so sweet. Mm. Like, I just really feel for her. Like, yes. I feel that she's really vulnerable, yes. authentic, yeah. and real in her comedy. I was watching it with um, my husband, Scott, and he was like, You don't like comedy. Like, what are we doing watching this? You don't like comedy. I was like, I just love Jenny Slate. I will watch anything she does. Yeah, I actually really will. She's just silly. Like, she laughs at her jokes so much. And coming from someone who laughs at their jokes. You do laugh at your jokes. I had this ex-boyfriend who was like, Sophie always laughs at her own jokes. And I was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Fuck you. Yes, I do. And I'm going to continue doing that forever. I love people who laugh (laughs) at their own jokes. My favorite type of person is one who can't get the punchline out because they're laughing so hard. Because then you're like, it doesn't even have to be a good joke. I'm already having a good time. I'm laughing. (laughs) Well, I feel like that is Jenny Slate. Very much so. (laughs) There's a point where you're like, is she actually going to tell the joke? Or is she just going to laugh? And she's... She's got the whole slapstick body movement, hilarious Mm. thing going on. Like, she winks and it's funny. She just acts everything out with her arms and her knees and her legs and she's hilarious. It's really tied to her family. There's a lot of home video snippets in it. There's interviews with her sisters about growing up in this weird haunted house. (laughs) The haunted house bit. Not where I expected it to be. Yeah, very random. I mean, the great thing about comedy is that, like, the meanderingness of them. You're like, how did I end up here? Yeah. Uh, she talks about her divorce in her mid thirties, which again, her vulnerability like really comes through and then she just gets you with a really funny joke. Yeah. And she's just so dorky. Like she's dorky, but then she's glam and really self-deprecating and I just loved it. It's on Netflix. Definitely check it out if you're in need of a laugh. I would recommend uh, Chasing Years and Years with Jenny Slate as a palate cleanser. (laughs) Well, bye. Where have you... Spent your money this week. Okay, I want to talk to you about ugly shoes. Yes, let's do it. So, I'm late to this party, but I've bought Teva's. Mmm. I showed these to Scott and I was like, are these cuter or gross? And he was like, so gross. And I was like, okay. But but the thing is, is I think that's the point. The love I'm talking about is like, I'm still trying to figure them out. They're so ugly that they've circled back around into kind of chic, I they're, feel. They're essentially reefs. Like yeah. they're reef sandals. Yeah. Velcro, strappy things. Yeah, they're like utilitarian. But I also think they're kind of sculptural. I don't know. I just feel like I I tend to wear clothes that I'm like trying to look good in, which can kind of make you look like you're trying too hard. <laughs> so I feel like ugly shoes are the key to taking an outfit that could be a bit too precious and look like you're too put together and trying a little bit too hard. Not that I've overthought this or anything. <laughs> I'm very cool, casual, and laid back, guys. Um, but you add this kind of ugly shoe element in, and it kind of offsets everything. So like, it's a very, like, I think it's a very Sydney look as well. You'll see someone in some, like, drapey, long silk maxi dress, and then they'll have kind of trash sneakers on. You do this all the time. Yeah, you wear trash cons. sneakers, cons with like a dress or like mm-hmm. a nice outfit. I think Tevas are the sandal version of that. Hmm, interesting perspective. Yeah. This is my theory. Uh, I'm gonna try it. We're gonna <laughs> see how it works for me this summer. We will report back. I mean, God, they're comfy. They're very comfortable. Yeah. They're truly functional, useful shoes. Once you wear them, you're like, why have I ever worn those painful, like, slides that you have to break in by just cutting your feet up yeah. for three solid months until mm. you develop the right kind of calluses? Mm-hmm. Literally have shoes like that. Yeah, same. Are they, um, can you get them in different colours or just you can. Black? Go to Tevas 
the website and they have all sorts of colors but i just went classic black i was tempted by bright white but i was like they'll just get dirty in a second yeah no black's key yeah black but there's a sparkly yeah ones. i feel like i'm teetering in the edge and i think i'm gonna join you yeah i think you're gonna join me yeah it's gonna be a tea for summer Tiva Summer. We're just like... If you want to sponsor this podcast, let us know. <laughs> cool. I could have a different colour. I could try a non-black option. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Short, sweet, strappy. <laughs> Velcro even. Velcro. Hear the rip. Have, have you purchased anything? Still Christmas shopping? No, I have not purchased this, but it's on my list if anyone's purchased it for me. <laughs> it's this great jewellery brand called Athena & Co., I discovered it at the Standard Store, which is like my kryptonite because it's so close to my work. A couple of you walked in. That's so dangerous. Did you pretend it was for Christmas shopping for other people? Yes. Really? You just wanted to find things for yourself that you couldn't buy? Look, I've been really struggling and not walking past the shop. I've been like, don't go in, don't go in. And I haven't been. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's just go in. I have a little browse. It's nearly the end of December. Okay, way. <laughs> and it's a beautiful little brand, which is based in Sydney. And it's kind of like... These little really fine choker necklaces and bracelets and anklets, which are coming back in. You can wear it with your Tevas. Heard it here first. They <laughs> might they might upgrade Tevas to something actually cool. And they're really fine uh, string with really fine coloured beads. So yeah. just very dainty coloured beads. I love the one called the Micro Threads Gold Wraps Charm Necklace. It's got kind of buttery yellow beads strung along with tiny little pearl charms hanging off it. That's very you. Even just the description sounds very you. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, buttery yellow, <laughs> tiny little charms. Yeah, I think just if you bought a few and you layered them or you have like a fine necklace like your beautiful Sarah and Sebastian one, they look really cool. Nice. So I'm really into them. Are you just going to be sitting when the clock ticks over <laughs> from midnight, you're like, Happy New Year! Kiss your husband and then just go online shopping? No, I've changed my ways. <laughs> okay. No more impulsive shopping. Just just work your way through the long list of things you've been thinking about for three months? Yeah. <laughs> Think about it for three months and then buy it. <laughs> but That's yeah. actually a, probably a really good method because so much would fall off the list. All go on sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I don't know if we're very good at shopping bags here. We've really not learned a lesson. So it's Athena and Co. Check them out at the Standard Store or online. They are, yeah, really beautiful and quite well priced, which is nice. Great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Back in a sec. So, Somo, what do you get if you take delicious, creamy, sweetened milk and boil it down for hours and hours? You get the Argentinian delicacy, dulce de leche. It's like caramel, but better. Yeah, let's go with that. In 2018, Gelato Messina went on a pilgrimage to Argentina to learn all the sweet, sweet secrets of making dulce de leche themselves. And then they perfected the process using their very own Jersey milk. It's so delicious that restaurants such as Key and Porteño use it to make some of their desserts. And you can find it in all the Messina flavors that have caramel. They even sell it by the jar at their stores, along with their choc hazelnut spread. And they are perfect for baking, or honestly, just eating out of the jar with a spoon whilst you're in the bathtub. I know you like to dip strawberries into it and call it dessert, so Yep. So for all our loyal listeners, if you head into store and mention highly enthused to the staff, you will get a jar of each for half price until December 31st, 2019. Stocking stuffers, here we come. Full T's and C's will be in our newsletter this Friday. You know the drill. Sign up at highlyenthused.substack.com. Thank you very much for your support, Gelato Messina. And here we are again, in time for the Fast Five. Well, 
last Fast Five of the decade. Oh. Of the whole decade. This has just put a lot of pressure on our Fast Five and I'm double guessing. It's like we've Everything. been doing it for the whole decade. <laughs> yeah, let's just act like this has been a solid 10-year effort and not just something we started doing in April. Where are we starting? What's your number one? So I realise, listeners, that I have a lot of soothing animal accounts on my Instagram. <laughs> But this one is lambs, and I haven't mentioned a lamb one yet. <laughs> it's the Pokora Dairy Instagram account, and me and my friend Nikki just send pictures back and forth to each other until <laughs> forever. It's so cute and heartwarming. So Pokora is a really beautiful dairy. They're based in Robertson, which is in south south of Sydney, like an hour and a half away. They have a stall at the Carriage Works Farmer's Market and they make just the most beautiful sheep's milk cheese. Come for the cheese, stay for the content. <laughs> stay for the cute, cute little baby lambs. It is little baby lambs, like constantly, but photographed so beautifully by the owner and farmer. In lambing season, it's just like, boom, cute baby sheep. Boom, cute baby sheep. Boom, cute baby sheep, just like lying in the lying in the paddock. And little videos of them like running after their moms and they're so cute. I can't believe I didn't realise you were such a lamb fan. Well neither. I didn't know if <laughs> that I needed lamb spam in my in my life until yeah. now. And she just talks about them in the most beautiful romantic way. Like she talks about the mist in the morning and going to the paddock and finding a little lamb that was born overnight and she didn't expect it and it's just so sweet. <laughs> And they're looked after by these beautiful Marima dogs. I do love the dogs. Yeah. So if you need a little soothing over this stressful holiday period, just dive into Pecora Dairy's Instagram account. Okay, what's number two? Number two is a really cool thing that I've been seeing around a lot lately, and they were kind enough to send us a sample that is well read. It's a book subscription and gifting service based in Thoreau, which is just south of Sydney on the coast, but they ship everywhere. So book subscriptions are actually the best idea ever. If you actually can't choose from the thousands of bestseller lists and all that stuff, you just want really well curated, great books. If you don't listen to our podcast, (laughs) obviously. Uh, (laughs) So there are two options. You can either get a book every month or every two months. And there's also a kid's option as well. If you have little kids, you can get a book delivered every month for them. And they just choose the best local and international releases. And the whole package is so well designed. It comes in this gorgeous paper packaging. There's a really nice note with conversation starters about the book in it too. Yeah, and they're really thoughtful. They're not like really generic. They're they're great. Um, Some books this year so far include, and they've only just launched, there's only been a few, but The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. I know you love Anne Patchett. I do. Three Women by Lisa Tadeo, one of the ultimate books of the year. The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead and Olive Again, which is the book they sent us and I'm really excited to dive into this summer by Elizabeth Strout. Let me steal that off you once you're done. Definitely. The founders seem super lovely, Laura and Biz, so thank you. Check them out at wellread.com.au. Really good Christmas gift. Okay, number three is a sausage recommendation because we all need a few of those, don't we? I was. I don't know if that's a ding. I'm going to take it as one. Ding. I was drinking at a bar called GDR in Redfern, which stands for Gunther's Dining Room, which is an excellent name. It's an the, excellent bar. Excellent bar. Out the back of Continental in Redfern. There's a disco ball in there. They have martini specials on Sunday and... They had currywurst. It's trashy, but it's good. It basically comes in a basket of chips, hot chips, like shoestring fries, which is great. You don't want a fat chip with a currywurst, I don't reckon. (laughs) I don't know why, but you just don't. There's just 
big giant sausage slathered in tomato sauce and curry powder. That's big giant sausage, not the big giant chips. No. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It tasted like a kid's party. <laughs> and it was exactly what I wanted with my dirty martini. Great. Just so good. I mean, I love that they're doing it. It's and a very they... unexpected snack. <laughs> I didn't know you could get a currywurst in Sydney. Neither. Uh, enjoy. GDR. Curry Currywurst. Okay, number four is an app, which I know we can both talk about, the One Second a Day app. Yes, you got me onto this last year. Yeah, so last year, uh, Sophie Callagas, who's the editor of Frankie Magazine, was doing this, and I saw it on her Instagram and was like, cool, and did it myself. <laughs> it's a lot of our lives is us doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just an app where you take one second of footage every single day for a year. I'm going to record mine of us doing this podcast after this yeah <laughs> so you can start on any day you can do it for whenever you want but I started it on January 1st you can kind of backfill it in if you forget for a few days which is fine and at the end of the year when I watched it all together I really 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 held out and tried not to watch it throughout the whole year and I only watched it like twice <laughs> it was so joy inducing I was like oh fuck so many good things happened this year. Like even just small dumb things like taking the dog for a walk at the beautiful sunset, a book I read, sitting in the bath with a really delicious beer, you know, just mundane things that really make you stop and think I have a really great life. Yeah. Um, and I think it's free. It so is free. it's a great app. It's called One SE. I know you're doing it this year and I hope to feature in it very heavily. <laughs> you do feature in it very heavily. You and snacks. <laughs> Snacks. Like the, two, the two main stars. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes you have like a billion things to share. Like if you're on holidays, you're like, oh, how do I fit like all this day into one second? And then other days you're like, oh my God, there's nothing that happened except for my bowl of cereal. Here it is. Sometimes it's just of my television. Yeah. <laughs> like me lying on the couch going, oh shit. <laughs> just like one second of my legs and the TV. I'm like, well, that's what the third of... August looked like this year, so I hope you all enjoy it. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait to watch yours. Well, only like three weeks to go. I've been pretty good. I haven't missed that many days. Mm. I know. I'm pretty. I am. I've cheated. I've watched it. Sometimes I've had bad days. I've just needed to shoot my yeah. Up, so you some and it works. I feel. It does. So that's one SE. Just search for it in your app store. And my final recommendation is a really sick poster from Hector's Deli, which is a really sick sandwich shop in Richmond. <laughs> How many times can I say sick? In Melbourne. I feel really bad because I've never actually been to this sandwich shop. I just like hunger for them from afar. It is fried chicken sandwich that just looks so good. Anyway, their merch is amazing. A studio down in Melbourne called Never Now developed it for them and created a bunch of merch. Um, I think there's cups and t-shirts and things, but one of the coolest things is this poster, which is basically just the word sandwiches in cap locks in bold, like sans serif red font, repeated, 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 repeated. And at the bottom, there's like six assorted Hector's Deli sandwiches. It's truly one of the best posters I've seen. I saw them in the store and I emailed them. I was like, hey, is this for sale? And they were like, I guess so. (laughs) I was like, great. Can I have one? They were like, yes, we'll figure that out and get back to you. (laughs) It's only $40 plus postage. Oh, you can, I'm sure you could pick it up in the store if you're if you live in Melbourne. But the best Christmas gift. It's really cool. I know. I might copy you and get one, except I've bought a bit of, too much art lately and there's nowhere in my house to hang it. So I yeah, I don't have actually any walls left. Get on it. Hector's Deli. I think you just emailed Vanessa. <laughs> I'll put it in the newsletter. I'll get the details. Yeah, it's very good. What about you? What's your fast five? Hit me. Last fast five of the year. Bring it home, Soro. Can I do it? Okay. Number one. Tyrrell's. 
Sea salt and cider vinegar chips. Nice. Low ball. I like it. Starting starting low, building <laughs> up. Don't want to don't wanna hit too hard too soon, you know? Okay. Truly so. the best flavour. I think people who only eat plain chips are secretly serial killers. <laughs> agree i mean sometimes you want one but rarely is it the choice over other options i'll eat a sea salt plain sea salt chip occasionally i can top it with an anchovy better because (laughs) then it tastes like something anyway not a problem with these sea salt and cider vinegar chips the first time i tried them i was like not vinegary enough i want it to take my head off but after like the amount of chips that i want to eat which is about (laughs) half the packet you find with the other brands that the, the roof of your mouth starts feeling like maybe you've burnt a hole through it and you're going to have to not eat anything for a period of time. But because these are slightly more subtle, you can comfortably eat the entire packet <laughs> just without any qualms. And it sort of builds really nicely like as you eat them, that sort of vinegar flavour accrues. My mouth is literally watering. Yeah, I know, because it's so good. And they're like, they're British brands, so they're technically crisps. They're like hand-cut, they're that really lovely, really crunchy, kind of thick potato wood. Sometimes they get like, you know when they get kind of stuck together, and mm-hmm. so you get like a double chip? When they're it's folded? Like, yeah, like yeah. extra crunchy. They do that a lot. It's so good. I ration how often I'm allowed to buy them, because I can just eat the whole packet. Totally. With no problems at all. So, again, it's a recommendation and also a warning. Back <laughs> together. Is it good? You'll find out. Maybe it's not good. But these are really good. No, I stand by this one. It's just, you just need self-control, which I don't have. Okay, second one is a Spotify playlist titled, It's the 90s and you're the leading lady in a Nora Ephron rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> this is particularly appropriate for me right now because my standing room only party is actually inspired by the scene and You've Got Mail when Meg Ryan's character and Tom Hanks' character meet at a party where yes. everyone is standing in fancy turtlenecks eating snacks and he eats the caviar and she's like, that caviar is a garnish. <laughs> that is the whole vibe of my party, except you can eat the ca- I'm not going to have caviar. I was going to say, are you going to have caviar? God, no, I have a caviar budget. But I just want more grown-up parties where it's not quite a house party, though it could become one, but like everyone's there and having a good time. But this playlist, it's actually mostly just Ella Fitzgerald Frank Sinatra and the Cranberries. (laughs) (laughs) What a mix. What a mix. Um, My sister Claire actually posted about it, so that's where the recommendation came from. But it's just so gently nostalgic. Love it. And there's like Joni Mitchell in there, but the Cranberries is the real vibe of it. It's amazing. Cannot wait. So it's the 90s and you're the leading lady in a Nora Ephron rom-com. Don't we always dream of that? I want a Nora Ephron Leading man, and I want a Nancy Myers kitchen. That's my two. <laughs> is that so much is to that ask for? So much to ask. Universe, <laughs> is it? Number three is this book called Bad Behavior. It's by Mary Gates School. It is short stories. It was written in the year I was born, 1988. It's by a should be more famous than she is author. It's set in Lower Manhattan. I bought it for $2 in a secondhand bookshop in the East Village, like the big fat cliche <laughs> that I am. And it is so great. They're so weird. The characters are really sort of spiky. And I found I've really enjoyed books that are kind of outside of the zeitgeist. Like sometimes when you, I mean, there's been lots of really good contemporary fiction published this year, but sometimes it just gets a bit samey. Sometimes yeah. I think I maybe read too much and it actually works against me because if oh, yeah. you read three or four books in a similar vein I'm just like well you, you, this person tried to do what that person did but not quite as well and then that person's trying to do what that person did but it wasn't as good as this other one yes. I read that did it better than all of them whereas this is just like different time 
published 30 years ago. Just like all of these weird, unexpected stories. And Did you already know about this book before you went into the shop? Or I you just had heard browsing? of Mary Gateschool. She's written quite a few novels. So I'm currently actually reading another novel of hers, Veronica. She wrote her most recent book is called The Mare. So she's like well known. She's not like a popular fiction writer. She's definitely literary. Um, so I, I, her name was familiar and I literally just browsed this shelf of like bargain books, saw her name, was like, oh, I've heard of her before, read the back. It was all set in Lower Manhattan. I was like, well, that's kind of appropriate. I'm in, you know, New York for a week and it's two bucks. I'll pick it up. And then it was just amazing. Awesome. What a find. Yeah. It was just really great. I can't really, I don't know what else to say about it other than her tone of voice is incredible. I posted a line on my Instagram from this novel that I'm reading by her where she describes a woman's face or a woman's voice like pouring out of the radio like a balloon wanting vibrating with opinions and wanting you to like her and I was like oh no it's me (laughs) oh no I feel so seen how has she described me when she's never met me my friend's like yeah it's like I felt that way too I was like mate I have a fucking podcast (laughs) I am vibrating with opinions at all times how does she just get it so well. So that's Bad Behaviour, Mary Gates School. Pretty much read anything you can find by her because I think she's a genius and maybe a bit mean, but very correct <laughs> in her descriptions. Okay, second last recommendation. Oh, I don't want to get to the end. 19. So this is a recommendation for a pub. It's the Lord Wolseley and Ultimo. And I've never been here. Oh my God, I'll take you. It's so good. My friend Elsa introduced me to this because she works at a university nearby. It is this sort of amazing kind of weirdly secret pub, probably because it's in Ultimo, which is a bit of a nothing suburb. Mm. Like no one really goes there unless they live there or work there. Good yum job. Um, well, good to know. Uh, they're on this really quiet little corner kind of tucked behind UTS, the uni, but they've actually got this big green open sort of it's not really a park. It's just sort of like an open space in front of it. And unlike everywhere else in Sydney where licensing means you can't take the booze more than a certain amount of space from the pub where they yell at you, they're super chill about it. So you can just order your beer, go sit on the green. They have great food, lots of really great seafood. They sometimes do like a $1 oyster special on Saturdays or they have prawns on the lawn where you can order prawns by the way. Prawns on the lawn. Just one more do you want. Um, it's just a really good pub. It has a similar vibe to the old fits in Willamaloo in terms mm. of style and feel, but I think it's just because it's Ultimo, it's just so laid back. You can always get a seat. It's definitely got a pub that locals go to. I might get murdered by all of the people who go there and don't want crowds of people descending on it, but who am I kidding? You, there's not that many of you. you got a few it's gangs fine. after you and now. The Ladies' Baths Gang. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Wolseley Fan Club. going to get taken out soon. Okay, and my final recommendation is for... A 2001 pop banger. Woo! It is for In a Smile by Texas. Now, I know what you're saying. What the fuck is that song? I've never heard it. Who is Texas? What is it? I don't know this song. I promise you, if you grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s, you know this song. If you ever watched the seminal movie... Bend It Like Beckham. Oh my you God. definitely know this song. <sighs> it is so smooth and like funky. It's got a drum machine in there. I will say I rediscovered it because I was listening to another pop classic, uh, You Gotta Be by Des Ray, whilst walking to work the other day. 
And then the algorithm like played this next and I was like, how have I forgotten this song? <laughs> it is excellent for driving or road trips. It's really good for like if you're getting ready and you want to like dance around but you still need to put eye makeup on so you can't be too vigorous. It's just like really <laughs> groovy. And I haven't tested it yet but I think it would be a great karaoke song. But wait. Is it a good striding song? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think you're going to shimmy a little bit as you stride. It's not quite a straight stride. There's a shimmy in it. Okay, but that's good. A happy stride. We want to shimmy our way into 2020. How's, Who knows yes, what's going to happen? You're just going to shimmy our way through. I'm ready to shimmy my way and your way and our way into next year. Great. Is and that song going to be our outro this week? I think it should be because I just feel like it sets the mood for what we want a cruisy fun shimmying our way into the 20s it's what the flappers would have wanted (laughs) it's what the flappers would have wanted i speak for an entire generation when i say (laughs) what the flappers would have wanted is a pop classic from 2001 by a minor scottish pop group to be our anthem take it away texas (laughs) wait before we do that we need to remind you Oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff to remind you about. Let's not end there at all. We have a newsletter. Yep. Highlandthews.substack.com. It's full of great gems. And if you miss us over the summer, that's where you'll find us. It also has every link to everything mentioned in this episode and every episode. Ever. Ever. It's a lot of recommendations. Yeah. So if you're hunting for Christmas presents, please troll the archives. But we're actually going to do a little Highlandthews Christmas guide this week in our newsletter yes. so sign up for that I mean most of the new things we want to buy ourselves and things Soph hasn't bought herself in the last three months it's but a very strong hint to everyone <laughs> really just like it's what we like, would like for Christmas we would also love to thank our delicious sponsors drinksdrnks.com please go explore their fabulous new site and get your stuff gift wrapped for free for free and also our other sponsor for this episode Messina and their delicious dulce de leche you can go into store and you can pick up a little jar for that you can pretend you're giving it to someone else but I would just eat it (laughs) just keep it and eat it improve your life Listen to Texas. It's just a delicious. You deserve it. We all deserve it. It's been one year. We'll miss you. We'll be back sometime next year. Not sure when, but soon. Take a holiday. Bye. 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 Just maybe I'm ready to show myself to you.